Welcome to From Peace to Masterpiece. I am your host, Lady Ash. In this podcast, we will break down life's challenges into strokes of triumph and examine creative tools to help you to paint a picture of success for your life. Welcome, welcome to today's episode. Now, it's not such a cheerful topic, but we're going to make it cheerful and we're going to make it positive. Our sketch for today is Paint Your Picture Brighter by Learning from the Regrets of the Dying. Now, yes, we don't want to be talking about death, but maybe if you know what persons actually think about and what they regret not doing when they're on their dying bed, it will be some sort of an encouragement for you to get up and get going with your life and to do the things you truly want to do to live the life that you feel in your heart is right for you. And you might be saying, Lady Ash, you just fortunate because you got up and you left your job and you're painting and you're doing what you want to do. And it's it's a choice. It's a sacrifice. I certainly do not have at this point the resources that I used to have when I had a nine to five job. But I believe in my heart and I know it's the right thing. I am living better. I feel better. I'm in a better space. And really and truly, I know the financial resources will come. I know at some point I will have enough followers on my podcast to, you know, bring in some income here right now. That's not my focus here. My focus is just to help you to live a better life, to help you to paint a better masterpiece. I am putting in the work, but I'm doing it in a space of authenticity and I'm just feeling good about it. And I'm so, so happy. So it's 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 not as easy as you think, but it's a choice. And I have decided to live with the consequences of not having everything equal at this point in time, but at least I am living happier and in my purpose. You can do it too. And I'm not saying you need to quit your job, but what I'm saying is let us talk about what are these people thinking about? What are they regretting on their dying bed? And to see if you can improve your life in such a way that you don't have similar regrets. Our dark underpaintings is really what the meat of the matter is. Now, there is this Australian nurse by the name of Bronnie Ware, and she wrote a book that caught my attention. And um, she has been working with the dying. She worked with people during their last 12 weeks of life. And she wrote the book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. So let us look at these dark underpaintings. And then we are going to talk about how we can improve and how we can actually not let these be our regrets as well. Now, the first one in the list is, I wish I had the courage to live true to myself and not the life others expect of me. Now, this is a big one because we were taught to learn a skill and go work for other people. That's, that's truly it. And that's fine um, if that's your calling and that's what you want to do. So from a very small age, you know that, listen, I want to be a doctor. I want to serve in that capacity. And so you work towards doing that and you work 
towards um, getting your degree, getting your medical um, certifications so that you can be a doctor. But at the end of the day, that should not limit what you do in this life. Um, in my earlier years, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, in school, I did art and fashion and fabrics and you know, I wanted to do that. But my path didn't take me there due to financial um, resource challenges. I had to go back to sixth form to, did, to do some business subjects. And then I was introduced to IT and I, that's information technology. And then I realized that I had the capacity for that. And so I pursued IT because it was available. And then I studied for a scholarship that under the streetlight, because I had no running water, no electricity, up to, well, we got running water, but never had electricity all my life up to age 17. Did not That did not stop me from achieving my goals. But the point is, I did what I had to do to get to where I'm at today. There, uh, All along the way, there has been sacrifices. So pursue the, the, the dream that you have in your heart at this point in time because IT was my savior. I got a scholarship. I went overseas. I studied business with an IT major. I came back home. I worked. I went back on another scholarship to finish up my degree. Then I came back home and I served again. I took care of my family and helped out in that capacity. Then I went to UAE for a master's in management information systems. And I worked for 20 odd years in government to give back to my country and to provide for myself and to set a foundation so that I can be here today doing art. I started art after I finished my master's degree. I saw a guy on the street side named Basil Clayton and I asked him to teach me to paint. I parked my car on the side of the road and I sat down with him and he taught me how to paint on canvas. Basic things I learned and we sat there and we did it. I paid him and we had such a marvelous time. But I was doing then what I wanted to do. And a lot of persons would look and I said, look on the girl, she not have big, big masters. But she said, on a paint boat. But that was truly in my heart what I wanted to do. And I said, you know, I helped out with my family. I got a degree up to the master's level. And this was a girl that I said would turn out to be nothing at all. That's a story for another day. But I did what I had to do to survive, to take care of myself and my family. But there came a time when I said, no, I'm going to do what me want to know. And I want to paint. And I started painting. And, you know, I continued. It wasn't, I wasn't so much into it then, but I was still doing it. And then I became very depressed. And I started using the painting as an outlet and throughout my career as an artist, I've had many art angels who have pushed me along the way, who have encouraged me, who have um, helped me to open my eyes in this area and to help me to be better, to improve and to be where I'm at today. I couldn't have done it even, even at this point when I decided to come home full time and be full time artist and do IT consulting on the side. Art angels are here. They appear. They say, listen, Sean, why don't you focus on this? Why don't you do a little bit more of that? And I get encouragement all the way around. And so I worked. I did the time. I invested my nights after nights after nights to build up my skill, skills as an artist to be here. So I already knew that IT is not my only calling. 
IT was just one of the things that I would do in life. And I did it. I did the very best I could. I really have made a lot of strides in government and I have done some things that um, will always be remembered and will always be a part of the transition in terms of technology. In a lot of ministries, I've worked in transport ministry, national security, the post office, the judiciary, and I have made my mark. But there comes a time when I have to do what's in my heart and creativity is me. I am very good at connecting the dots. I'm very strategic. And my working environment was not necessarily conducive to that because it was more, we got to out fires every single day. We don't really get time to think. There's certain creativity that you want to explore cannot be done because of limited financial resources or persons don't necessarily see things from that perspective. And so it's difficult to, to share and difficult to put push in the direction that you want to go as a creative. And so eventually I knew that having achieved the highest level in, in IT, in the government, that there would be a time when I have to move on, you know. So being in a space now where I am living true to myself, meaning, yes, I have taken a step back, but I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing what my heart says is really a process. And so you too can start. Think about, yes, your profession is there. You have already been trained in that profession and you can do that anytime. What else is there in your heart to do that you want to do and get busy doing it? Because here we have this being one of the things that made the top five list for the people who are dying. They wish they had lived true to themselves. So find a way to live true to yourself. Another dark underpainting says, one of the top five, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And I think this this came from the perspective of men because men generally are the breadwinners and they work so hard. And a lot of times, unfortunately, they don't get to spend enough time with themselves and their families and to do sports and other things that they would have wanted to do, you know, so they wish they hadn't worked so hard. That's something I'm still working on, but I think that in order to be prepared or in order to get lucky, I have to be prepared for for the luck. I have to be prepared for the opportunity that will come up. So I have to have paintings after I've worked, I have to be prepared. And so at some point you may have to work hard. Hard work is definitely there, but you will learn over time not to work so hard, but to work smarter. And there are so many ways to work smarter. And we can talk about this another time, right? But for now, do not work so hard. You need to think about this dark underpainting. How can I work smarter so that I can not have this regret when I'm dying? Number three from the book, The Top Five Regrets of Dying says, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Now, for a very long time, this girl here just didn't say much in terms of my true feelings, especially in the workspace. um, You work with people and sometimes you cannot really truly say what you want to say or you maybe don't have the techniques to express yourself clearly enough without being offensive. But the truth sometimes didn't come out in its fullest form because you want to be respectful, but at the same time, you want to speak your truth. 
And being me, I got into a lot of trouble for that over and over again. But, you know, I just have to say it sometimes. And of course, there were many instances and many circumstances where I was unexpressed. I did not fully express myself. And now I am taking the time to just do that, to share, to express myself on this podcast. I don't know how long I'll have this podcast for, but I think it's truly my responsibility to share, whether it's on a podcast, whether it is a motivational speaking, um, I'm expressing myself through my artwork, but I am letting people know how I feel. You don't have to agree. My intention is never to offend anybody, but this is truly my perspective. And this is how I am painting my masterpiece. And this is how I'm encouraging you to paint your masterpiece. And you don't have to take every single thing. You can take what works for you. You can take what resonates with you and move forward with it. But I am trying here to express myself as it is stated here, it is one of the regret of the dying. So the question I ask you is, are you fully expressed? Are you taking the time to be honest with your partner, with your children, with your boss, with your spouse? Are you being honest with yourself? Because if you are telling yourselves, yourself lies every day, that means that you are not being true and honest. And no, it is hard. Introspection is something that you should do on a daily basis and it will help you to improve and to be better. One of the things I used to do when I used to work in the 95 is I used to go back through the day backwards and I used to ask myself, how can I improve? How could I have said that better? You know, sometimes I think about a situation and you go, Lord, I wish me did say this or why I never remember this. I go back and I say, how can I improve this? How can I... Um, be better at communicating my feelings, being respectful and package it in such a way so that it can be received without persons being offended. And it's it's a skill. Communication is an art. And so that is something I worked on and I've, I've tried every day and I'm still working on. You know, it's a work in progress. But at the end of the day, I think I owe it to myself to express myself, to tell my feeling. When I was a child, I used to just say stuff. I used to get a lot of beaten for it, but I used to say how I feel. And it is in expressing myself that I got away from a lot of circumstances that were unfortunate. So I used to be targeted as a little girl by grown men who want to be intrusive in my personal space. And they'll, if, they, if they touch me inappropriately, I will tell them off. I said, listen, I'm going to tell my father, you're not supposed to do that. What you do is a little nasty man. And I used to just say whatever comes to mind. I'm not saying that's the best way, but that was my way of protecting myself because I grew up in the ghetto. I grew up around people who were not circumspect. It's my living situation. I blame nobody for it, but that was my outlet. That was my way of telling you off and telling you how I feel. I used to trace people from... Top to bottom, I used to listen. At school, I used to stand up for myself. I used to cuss out who need to get cuss out and just be in my space, fully expressed. Now, it wasn't the best approach because I didn't use the right language. I didn't use the right expressions. I did not know how. And as I said, something that I've been working on all my life, you know. But at the end of the day, it is our duty as human beings, to express ourselves and to let people know how we feel because if not, we are not serving ourselves at the highest. 
And that's number three on this list. Number four says, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Now, I have been trying over the years to connect with people from my past. Some of it has been good. And I've got had friends for years and years and years. But some of my friends are just not in the same space that I'm in now. Um, some of them have not been appreciative of maybe the things I did in the past and maybe they just don't see me in that way anymore. Um, I have been getting new friends. I have been open and receptive to new ways of of seeing people and, and appreciating friendships. I'm very sensitive and if if I'm in a space that makes me uncomfortable or if I'm associating with people that is not up my alley and you have shown me more than once that you're a particular way, I am okay with stepping back because I'm used to being alone. Anyhow, I work well being alone. I know I need people, but it's something I'm working on. So this is definitely an area that is still a very dark underpainting for me. I guess poor social skills growing up has been my challenge and has been my defeat but I continue to work and strive and to improve my communications and to be a better person so that I can show up as a better friend. I also have to be clear that people move on and people grow and people change. And I have grown tremendously and I've changed a lot. And sometimes I'm trying to connect with old friends, but the conversation is not at all stimulating and it's no, no longer there. You know what I mean? I just have to be true to myself and move forward. So that's my reality, but certainly will not be one of my dying regrets because it's something that I'm continuously working on is to have great people in my life and to be great to the persons who are in my life and to be thankful for the persons who have stuck with me over the years, who have been true to me and who have loved me unconditionally and vice versa. So I encourage you to work on your friendships. I encourage you to stay in touch with people who have influenced you, who have made you a better person and just send them some love, send them an email, a text, a picture, cheer them on what in whatever way you can um, on social media, whatever. Just let them know you're there and you appreciate them because so many persons have moved on, you know, since this pandemic. Really, really difficult for me because it's hard. But notwithstanding, I can't live in a space of regret because I'm still living. So I owe it to myself to be strong, to move forward and to just cherish the persons who are around. And every moment that I spend with someone, I make it count. I create beautiful memories with my friends. Every Wednesday, I go out and I meet up with somebody, have lunch share an idea, encourage somebody along because it is why we're here as human beings. Number five on the list is, I wish I had made myself happier. You can do many, many things. You can do many, many things to make yourself happier. You just have to figure out what you like and just do it. Figure out what you want to do and just do it. So today in this episode, I have basically put the dark underpaintings, the focal point and the perspective all together 
to make you understand that, listen, don't live a life that you will regret. Think about the things that make you happy. Think about the people you want to spend your time with. Be true to yourself. Be honest with yourself. Don't work too hard. Express your feelings and do what makes you happy. Remember, you are the artist when it comes to painting your own portrait. So take your brush, visualize your goals and paint your masterpiece one stroke at a time. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.